Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Marnie's Friends, the online training show where experts share insights into aspects of life and leadership that take you from surviving to thriving ASAP. Right now, you are about to discover practical, doable success strategies to shorten your learning curve, increase your productivity, and skyrocket your delight in life. Be sure to thank today's guest by sharing this program via your favorite social media outlet and swing by Marnie.com and give me a shout out too. Now let's get going with today's episode of Marnie's Friends. Okay, here we are live. Our, our, our switchboard was just uh, spinning and spinning and spinning here. So welcome to you. This is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends. And we are excited today to have our guests, Linda Golden, Yeldon and Linda Goldfarb with us, uh, authors of a great new book that just came out. We're going to be talking about Maximize Relationships Using Linked Personalities. And during this hour, you're going to discover the four types of personalities made quick and easy, overcoming communication barriers by being yourself, how not knowing the personalities is costing you money, a quick way to identify and activate your audience, the secret to growing your confidence in the writing and speaking industries, a three simple technique to best utilize your personality in writing and speaking, personality tips to grow your writing and speaking business, Strategies to maintain your character's personality from start to finish in your writing and strategies to engage your audience's personalities from the stage to resource table, as well as four scriptures that will increase the reach of your message. Our guests today are Linda Gilden. She's an award-winning author, speaker, editor, writing coach, and personality consultant, and Linda Goldfarb who is an international speaker, author, board-certified life coach, and personality consultant, both believe that understanding the personalities is key to building better relationships. And their website, for your reference, is linkedpersonalities.com. Welcome to you, Linda. <laughs> Thank you, Marnie. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you well, it's so great to much, have you Marnie. Here. It's great to be here. <laughs> Love having you here, and we have two of you, and I know, Linda Goldfarb, you're hailing from, uh, are you in Texas today? Yes, I am. San Antonio, Texas, Marnie, I sure am. Okay, and Linda Gilden, where are you calling in from? Well, I'm actually calling in from North Carolina. I left Kentucky early this morning, and I'm headed back home to South Carolina, so um, I may be in another state before we're done. Okay, well, there we go. Okay, and, and, and this is really called taking the show on the road because that's exactly where you are right now. So how, how fun is that? Uh, well, thank you both for being here, and thank you for reading this book. So you guys, this is a, it's a little tiny book. It can fit right neatly into your purse or your satchel and uh, go with you. It's just this great little resource. And I want to dig into some of this because there's so much content in here and you guys want to get this for yourself or for your um, Bible study groups or whatever. But let's go ahead and talk first. So you guys, of course, all of us know that most of the personality things out there start with four basic personality types. And you guys have started with that too, but you have a little unique take on it. Go ahead and tell us about the four types. All right, Marnie, this is uh, uh, for the for the listeners. This is Linda Goldfarb talking. I'm going to start off, and then uh, Linda Gilden's going to kick in uh, with, I'm going to give you two of them, and she'll tie us off on this question with the, the other two as well. And what's really great is both Linda and I, we have opposite personalities and personality blends, so that makes us really unique mm-hmm. in our writing this together, too. So we, we have a lot of fun with it. We have the, uh, the first personality that I'll talk about is the mobilizer personality. And the mobilizer is the get or done personality. And so I have a little uh, part of the book that says you might be a mobilizer if you do things the fast way. 
You're a gifted leader who loves challenges. You tend to be focused, direct, and to the point. And a little aside from that, you tend to point a lot. Um, You (laughs) demand loyalty. You demand loyalty and appreciation. You're distracted or disturbed when life is out of control, and specifically when it's out of your control. Hmm. You like having your hands in several projects, and exercise and hard work tends to relax you. This would be how you would identify quickly what the mobilizer personality is. And for those that are listening, when they visit our website, you know, one of the things that they're going to see is we have some really fun, unique emojis that we've created specifically for the linked personality system. They'll find out more about that there. The second personality, which is also my, this is my secondary uh, personality character in, in my blend. I'm a mobilizer socializer. And so the socializer, you can kind of tell by the name, uh, but you might be a socializer if you love doing things the fun way. You're creative and a storyteller. You tend to speak a lot, all the time. You enjoy attention and approval. You're distracted or disturbed when life is no longer fun. You're, you like freed-up schedules and to be able to be showered with affection. And eating out or shopping is what relaxes you. So this, is, this is a socializer. So I'll okay. toss, it over to, toss it over to Linda, and she'll give you the other ones. The other two are stabilizers and organizers. And, Marnie, you mentioned that there are, are four types of personalities, and there are many different systems of understanding this. And if you'll notice the words that we chose, we're hoping will make it a little easier for our readers and those who hear mm-hmm. us speak to understand what those personalities are rather than using words that feel a little obscure or are animals or a series of letters or all of those are great systems. But we were trying to find something that would be easy, that would um, allow our readers to pick up on what these personalities were immediately and hopefully remember what they are. Um, My personality is, is an stabilizer organizer. And the stabilizer is your person who loves to do things the easy way. Your stabilizer tends to be a very thoughtful person and usually thinks about what they want to say before they before they speak. Um, as a stabilizer, I really appreciate respect and feeling that I have worth in whatever I'm doing or whatever committee I'm on. Um, stabilizers are, they get along with everybody. They're supportive. They're easygoing. Uh, They do work well under pressure, even though they don't particularly like that pressure. Peace and quiet is our friend. Um, We love a peaceful, quiet situation. The stabilizer is, is disturbed, though, when life gets chaotic or out of control. They like that peace. Keep it peaceful. Now, as far as what recharges a stabilizer, what relaxes them, time alone, doing something they enjoy. That could be watching TV or reading a book, something that is probably would be considered a low-energy activity. Now, the other part of my personality is the organizer. And you may immediately think, well, then I know what you do at your house. Everything is in place and so organized. It's not really that way, but I do know where everything is. So in that manner, I am organized. Um, the organizer, you may be an organizer if you love to do things the right way. If you're loyal, you would be loyal and sensitive as a friend, as a coworker. Organizers tend to listen more and speak less and think a lot. We are deep thinkers. Um, generally, when we've had a conversation. We may want to continue that later because after we've had time to think about it. Organizers are thoughtful and deliberate of what they do. And organizers are also distracted when life seems imperfect. Part of our personality is to have a little bent toward perfectionism. And so when things aren't right or aren't in order or aren't perfect, we can be distracted. 
We prefer quality over quantity to life. In other words, if we go out to dinner, we don't really relish the large group situation. We would love one-on-one conversation with you. To relax, organizers need space and silence. We just get enough of the world um, in a in a select amount of time, and then this needs some time to ourselves where we can recharge and relax. Yeah, well, I'm sure as you're listening, you can hear part of where you are at. <laughs> you know, we've got the mobilizer, the socializer, the stabilizers, and the organizers. And so what? how does... How does uh, understanding these help us overcome communication barriers? Well, this is uh, Linda Goldfarb, and I'll go ahead and, and start this one off. And really, we've, we've added in there overcoming communication barriers because we like addressing this to speakers and writers. But overall, it would be overcoming any barriers by being yourself. The first thing, Marnie, is we need to identify who we are. When we identify our personalities, like for myself, when I discovered that I have a mobilizer tendency, that means I can point at people, I can, you know, uh, I really want people to do things quickly, but to do it my way, to do, you know, get things done, I snap my fingers, I'm like, come on, I ramrod people, but that can become a barrier for others. So when I realized that just by my own personality, I was stopping or hindering the communication between me and my family members, between myself and my husband, as a speaker from a stage, if I just come out boldly and I'm just doing myself without really understanding me, I can be shutting down everyone who's out there that's watching just by how I posture myself, how I carry myself. I point my finger at someone. I shut them down. And so with this, to overcome the, the barriers, it truly is by identifying yourself. Am I as a mobilizer? What does this mean? It means that people can see you as being un, unapproachable. I never thought of that. One person said to me one time, Marnie, well, you're just too powerful. And I was like, what does that mean? I'm too powerful. People just need to get to know me. And it was, well, they're afraid to get to know you. And right. wow, that it was eye-opening for me. So I think that's one of the, the main things that we want people to understand and that we offer through the link system. They will quickly identify themselves and it will be, wow, that's, that's a negative tendency that I have. So when I do that, and for the other ones, it could be for the stabilizer holds things in. They're not readily available to share some stuff. And that, that look, we look at that because one is an extrovert, one is an introvert. One mm-hmm. processes things quickly, the other processes things slowly for different reasons. And when I realize my bent, my tendency, the lights come on and I go, now I can better communicate. And we actually give communication tips uh, throughout our, our sweet little quick book so people can go, oh, if I'm a mobilizer, this is how I should best communicate with a stabilizer, a socializer, or an organizer. Fantastic. Well, this is Marnie. We're visiting today with Linda Goldfarb and Linda Gilden, authors of a new book called Linked maximizing life connections one link at a time we're going to take a short break and come right back talk about how not knowing the personalities might be costing you money as well as a quick way to identify and activate your audience we'll be right back find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com the largest online directory of christian women speakers in the world featuring nearly 1,000 christian women speakers from every state denomination and fee range some near you. It's all available to you 24 hours a day, so you can start your most enjoyable speaker search anytime you have time. Search by location, name, topic, or fee range. Connect directly with the speakers you like using their social media links or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connection place since 2002. Speaker profiles include a bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. It's all fast, 
fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out right now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marty and uh, both of our guests today, both Linda Gilden and Linda Gilfarb, are speakers with us over at womenspeakers.com. So excited to uh, celebrate with them the release of their new book, Linked, Maximizing Life Connections, One Link at a Time. You can learn more about that over at linkedpersonalities.com. Welcome back, ladies. Let's go ahead and talk about how not knowing the personality is costing you money. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> so we usually don't associate money with it. <laughs> Well, Marnie, this is Linda Gilden here. Um, one of the ways that we might even turn that um, comment around, how it's costing us money or how it's not helping you to make the most of what you have. And if you don't understand what your audience as a speaker or what your readers as a writer need, then you aren't meeting their needs and they aren't going to buy your book. They're not going to come listen mm, to you. Yeah. So if you do not understand... Um, the, the audience that you have, whether it's in print or a listening audience, then it can make a difference. And once you understand what, who's in your audience, in other words, you've got all of the four personalities represented there. You've got mobilizers, socializers, stabilizers, and organizers. If you know what their needs are and how they learn and how they listen best, then you can prepare your speech or you can write your book to meet their names and you can their needs Excuse me, and you can provide something for everyone so that they don't pick up your book and start looking through it and go, well, there's really nothing there for me. They'll spot those things that are written in the style that they can digest the best or that are spoken in, in the way that they hear them the best, and they'll go, oh, I think I'll continue listening or I'll continue reading because there will be something here for me. Uh, Linda Gilden, is the weakness then that we usually write or speak out of our own personalities and we overlook that other personalities need something different? Absolutely. When we, um, when we don't understand the personalities, when we really have never studied them at all, we don't really, our world revolves around us and our, the personality that we are. So we've never really reached out from a personality standpoint to other people and try to meet those needs. So, yes, I think in the beginning you start speaking and you start writing based on your personality because that's what you know best. But Linda Goldfarb and I realized that this is valuable information and people don't want to go have to buy a 400-page volume, volume of something where they, have, they just have to spend hours and hours and then they still can't really grasp it. We wanted to provide a quick guide where um, people who weren't familiar with the personality could take this book, read it, and then they would have the information that they need to make a difference with all of their audiences, and it wouldn't take them so much time to do that. This is a small book, but we believe that a little bit of this information can go a really long way. You actually have a quick way to help us identify and activate our audience. What is that? Well, I'm sorry, Linda Goldfarb. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the quick way to identify and activate your audience. As a speaker, you can be in front of an audience, look at them, and check out how they're dressed. That is one of the things. Look quickly at how they're dressed. I've been on a stage. I come in. I look around. If there's a lot of muted tones uh, in the garments that are out there, Pretty much I know I'm dealing with those that are either task-oriented or introverted personalities. If I see a lot of bright colors, if I see a lot of, if it's a women's group and I see a lot of flowers and I see a lot of this and they're very, very festive, I know that they're extroverts. And so Mm -hmm. I paste my tone into the tone that will best reach those that are out there. But say your socializer personality, Marnie, and that's the one who gets so excited about everything, but the tendency is I can also start talking very, very fast. And when I start talking very, very fast, I can lose those that are slower responders, slower uh, uh, processors, and they like the fun little information that you give, but they're also going to want details. So Hmm. I look for if it's a co-ed audience, 
if there's a guy with a bright tie, I know he's a socializer personality. If there's someone who is just really comfortable and the way that they're sitting in their chair, their posture is just relaxed, they're not sitting up, you know, I'm, I look at their posture. I look at their hairstyles. I look at, for the women, I look at their jewelry. These are things that we can very quickly identify how that person sees themselves. Then when I speak to them, I like to move them. I like to make them lean in. I like to have them stand up. And the different personalities, I can very quickly go, this is who my audience is. Now I know how to be relatable to them. Hmm. What is a secret to growing the confidence then in the writing and speaking industry uh, as it relates to the personalities? Because it seems, uh, you know, honestly, every audience is going to have somebody from all of these um, personalities. So it seems a little intimidating. That's right. It can be. But if we understand our personalities, Barney, it can be such a plus for us. Speakers and writers each have a team. Uh, with whatever they're working on. If you're working on an event, then you've got an event planner. You've got book table people. You've got your audience. You've got people that will pick you up at the airport. You've got all of those things. And in writing, you've got your publishers, your editors, your readers. You each have an audience, but it's not necessarily looked at in the same way. But if you understand the personality of the people you're dealing with, you know that your event planner, for instance, if she is a socializer, you know that it's going to be really difficult for her to sit there and discuss all the details of the event with you. But mm-hmm. if you can talk about the fun lunch that is to come after that, she will, she will make every effort there is to focus on that. The other side of that coin is if you get an organizer or a mobilizer who love lists and love, love all the details of this, uh, of the event and all that, they're going to want to know every little thing. The, the mobilizer probably would like to have some input on that, especially and um, so those, they are going to relate differently to your uh, each other, you and each other with your event planner and your as a, you as a speaker. With your writer, if you understand your publishers and your editors, their personalities, you will know that when they say things and it may sound a little short to you, they probably are just a mobilizer personality who wants to be uh, the wants to give you the advice that they need, that you need to make your book or your article the best that it can be, and it's their job, so they're going to get it done. They are your get-it-done person, so they have their list of what needs to be done on this book or on this um, article, and they're just going to check that list right off. And if you are a stabilizer, especially, or an, uh, or an organizer who likes to move through these things a little more meticulously and a little more slowly, Sometimes that can be daunting. If you're a socializer, you're probably just going to get bored with these lists of what else to do on your book because you've already written the book. You've had all that fun. Let's move along. You've given it to them. That's right. So all these people fit into your on your team, and your readers and your audience, as we've talked a little bit already, have got to have something there for them. So analyze your team. Once you know a little bit about these personalities, figure out who on the team is working in what way for you, and then you can communicate with them. We go back to the communication thing and the relationship thing because personalities are about relationships. And the way that we want to work in the speaking and writing and communication industry, we want to communicate well. We want to be able to relate well to all those we come in contact with. Right, and I can I I mean I can I can think of a specific times when someone who is a fun real outgoing uh, socializer personality and that's actually why they were brought in to do a speaking engagement but then they meet the organizer and she's very much down to the details and let's get this organized and come out quick goofing off and you know that kind of thing and just to be aware of these things can really make a huge difference. Well, this is Maureen Swedberg visiting today with our guest Linda Gilden and Linda Goldfarb, co-authors of the new book called Links. We're going to take a break, come back, talk about three simple techniques to best utilize your personality in writing and speaking, as well as personality tips to grow your writing and speaking business. We'll be right back. Leaders across America rely on women'sevents.info to find the major Christian women's events coming to their area. 
womensevents.info is the only online directory of its kind featuring all the upcoming major Christian women's events. You are invited to search for events coming near you or to add your own major Christian women's events. Everything's easy and accessible over at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and you are joining us at Marnie's Friends right now. We're talking about linked maximizing life connections one link at a time uh, with personality um, authors, Linda Gilden and Linda Goldfarb. Thanks, ladies, for being here. Let's go ahead and talk about the three simple techniques to best utilize your personality in writing and speaking. Thank you, Marnie. Uh, Linda Goldfarb here. I'm the, I am the one who is the speaker who writes, and Linda Gilden does everything. She's a writer who speaks. She, she does. It's, it's amazing. I'm going to take the portion as far as addressing the speaker. For the three simple techniques to best utilize your personality in, in speaking, one of the first things is knowing who is in front of you, and I know that we may have said this a little bit before, but it's important to mirror your audience, they, they need to be able to um, identify themselves in what it is that you're bringing. And again, knowing who I am, knowing what my weaknesses might be, knowing what my strengths are as a speaker, if I can engage in such a way that the audience sees themselves and they identify themselves in what it is that I'm presenting to them now they, again, they're, they are listening. They're more attentive. Um, I also uh, make sure in, my, um, in how I dress, I mentioned that before, I wear big jewelry because I know that the socializer personality in the audience can, you know, see something shiny and chase it. So what I do is I purposely wear something shiny. So if I have something shiny, and it's big jewelry or it's something like this, not to demean the social socializer, but they like to be engaged and they're engaged with things that are fun. So I purposely will have that so that they'll come up after, oh, I really like that. And wow, I was, I was really paying attention. I'm glad you said this. So I try to help them stay engaged, engage with me. So I mirror who's in my audience by knowing who's out there. I choose to be relatable, so I have to speak to their needs. If I am speaking to a MOPS group, mother of preschoolers, then I must speak relatable information to those mothers and to know there's different mothers out there that have different personalities and to be able to bring a little fun element in, to be able to make sure that I have some bullet points, to give some details or statistics to those that are organizers out there that they want to know where did that come from and also not to make things too difficult so that the stabilizer just enjoys themselves, but they're not necessarily being put through hoops. And then the approachable as far as making sure that everyone feels that they can come and speak to you. So again, I'm, I look at, am I approachable from the standpoint of an organizer? Do they feel that I'm not just a flighty socializer or a pointy mobilizer? Am I speaking their language so that they'll want to come and know more? And I do that with each of the personalities to make sure that the engagement is strong from a stage uh, presentation style, whether you're flat on the floor with them or on a big stage, that's what I look for with for a speaker. Now I'll talk awesome. to Linda Gilden. Sounds good. I think everything that uh, Linda Goldfarb said applies in a way to writing. Of course, we want to always be relatable and approachable and mindful of our audience. I think one of the first things as a writer and a speaker as well that we need to do to utilize our personalities is to know who we are. And she mentioned this, but it's so important, particularly if you're an organizer, stabilizer like I am, because I need to know that when I go speak, that that's not my favorite thing to do. I'd rather be writing all by myself because I'm an introvert. 
I'd rather be in my little writing writing cove, writing and not seeing my audience, but being able to convey my message in a way that will change lives. However, I need to know myself that when I get ready to go speak, which you will have to do if you're a writer these days, uh, writers and speakers just kind of have to do it both because they go so well together and we have an important message to get out there and we want to do it effectively. So if I know my personality is an organizer, stabilizer, I know that when I get up on the stage, I can do a really good job at that because I'm organized. I will have my notes prepared. I will outline my message and all that because that's what an organizer does. But I also know that when my speech is over, when I come down off the platform, that's when I can be my strongest because I'm able to speak one-on-one to people. Unlike the socializer who wants to come down off the platform and join the party, as an organizer, I see these faces as individual faces, and I want to speak to them one-to-one and meet their needs. So for me, the first thing to know is who I am and how I best speak or how I best write because I know that I'm going to be exhausted at the end of speaking. I know that if I've been in my office writing for a long time, I'm going to be energized because I've been by myself. So if you know yourself, you know what's going to come after that as well. And we've said it several times, but you cannot know your audience too well. Uh, The job that we have as speakers and writers is to provide something that meets a need for our audiences, whether it's in print or whether it's spoken. Therefore, we need to know who they are. We need to know what it is they need to take from our speech or from our book when they read it, and we need to do our best to provide that. And honestly, you cannot meet every need of every person. That's why it's so important, especially with writing, to zero in your audience and know who you're writing for. Yeah, I love that. I I love that last point, especially to just make sure that you recognize that it's your job to <laughs> to meet the needs of the people who are in your audience, and that's that's where it all kind of comes down to this responsibility that we have to take take it seriously what they what they do need and they they need different things. So, what are some personality tips that can help us grow our writing and speaking businesses? This is Linda Gilden here, and. Um, I think that the very first thing, again, it's so important to know your own personality so you know how you're going to work. That way you know how you will do best, how you will market your, your information, your books, your, yourself as a speaker, how you will do all of those things related to what you're doing. Um, and that way you will be able to do the best job that you can. One of the things for me that was so freeing when I first started studying the personality and learned that I was an organizer with this perfectionist thing, I really didn't realize that I was that much of a perfectionist. I knew I liked things done right, but I never really kind of connected those two words together, the perfectionist and just the doing it properly. And I realized once that was pointed out to me, I realized not only was I making myself miserable trying to be perfect in everything I was doing, but I was just making everybody around me miserable. I was imposing that perfectionist tendency to my children, my family, my friends, all of those people around us, and, and nobody is perfect. So when I finally figured out that I wasn't perfect and that God didn't make me to be perfect because there's only one perfect person, and that was Jesus. So I was not made to be perfect, but until I figured that out and accepted that, it was kind of, it was kind of hard there. So once I understand, understood that, I understood that, okay, number one, I'm going to write and I'm going to edit and edit and edit, and there's going to come a point where I'm going to have to say, okay, I've done the very best I can and push that button and stick that one to the editor. Same way with speaking. Um, I could not just pour over notes and notes and notes, and then when I get up there, the first thing I do, I do when I come down off of a platform is to be critical of myself. I can't do that. I just need to um, make sure that as I have begun my preparation, I've done it in a way that will meet the needs of the audience as I know it, and I've done the very best job that I can do. So that will help me as far just knowing myself in all of those ways. Uh, If you are a um, socialize a personality, for instance, and you are a writer, 
you may have a really difficult time sitting down and writing an article or writing a book, but you can do it. And I have heard several different ways that socializers have not tricked themselves, not bribed themselves exactly, but promised themselves <laughs> little uh, rewards along the way. You know, after I write a thousand words, I can call my friend and see how she's doing. Or at the end of this article, I'm going to call somebody and go out to lunch or go visit uh, my mother or whatever it is that you've been wanting to do. You can make a list of those and, and sort of live by those. Maybe you need to write it down on a whiteboard. Uh, it depends on your personality as far as the organization of what you're doing. But with speaking and writing, there's a timeline that exists. From the time that the event planner calls you or from the time that you present your manuscript to a publisher, once that has happened, there is a definite timeline about when things can happen. And, of course, as an organizer, I love that because I can write it down. I can see it visually. I have a whiteboard in my office where I can look up and see it. And so whatever works best for you. I have a good friend who has a bullet journal, and that's her thing is is to – get it down on that paper so she has it in her journal. Uh, so find out what works best for you. You may use an organization tool on your phone that gives you alarms or whatever when it's time to do something else. But all of those things are affected by your personality. So here again, if you understand who you are, you're going to be much more efficient and you're going to make a bigger difference. Hmm. And yeah, Marnie, Marnie yeah. this is, uh, Linda Goldfarb here. I want to address just from the business aspect of it, even looking at handling finances, every personality does it differently. So when you look at your uh, socializer personality, they, they are not considered the best money managers because their consideration for money, because they, their natural bent, they love to have fun. Money is a means for them to, to purchase something. This isn't, you know, and it, I mean, it could be a negative if it's taken to extremes, but it's really understanding that. And so if you are a socializer speaker and you're trying to increase your business, it's good to bring in the other personalities that can come alongside you in creating like your finance board or, or bring in, maybe it would be a spouse who is the one who handles money. Don't be afraid or don't just be thinking you have to be on your own. It's really good for us um, in our business to bring in every element of the personality. Your mobilizer can be the risk taker. So the mobilizer is the one that does things on impulse. And so they may need someone else that says, okay, that looks good here, but have you considered this? When you look at the stabilizer, the stabilizer, they're very conservative for the most part in their spending, and but they will spend to to please other people or to, you know, they, they like to gift people. They like to be able to do things that, that make someone else feel really, really good. And then you have the organizer. The organizer is your, is your money management person. And they're the ones because they're going to look at the cost. They're going to look at the budget. They're going to look at the balances. They're going to be able to project future finances. So that is an element in business as well for us to, when we understand our natural tendencies, to surround ourselves with those that will complete the balance when it comes to developing a business, whether you're a writer or a speaker. I love that. And one of the things that's making me think, well, you keep talking about business or ministry, and I'm doing it there, but I remember years ago uh, when the kids were little and I, I took a personality training and I went through the children's personalities. And boy, did that ever help me in my parenting to just recognize, oh, okay, they're not crazy. I'm not crazy. We're all just different. We have these different skill sets and these different uh, personalities that are trying to work together. And it just helps us so much to be aware of those things and to actually recognize that it's not wrong. It's just different from how I think or how I do it. We're going to take one last break and come back and talk about strategies to maintain your character's personality from start to finish, strategies to engage your audience's personality from the stage and the resource table, as well as four scriptures that will increase the reach of your message. We'll be right back. 
There is a huge difference between working for God and allowing God to work through us. My latest book, Flow Through Vessel, explains how to master the habit of letting God flow through our lives. When we try to do everything good for God, we quickly fail. But when we learn how to allow God to flow His life and love through us, we find strength for the day. Check out this new Bible study resource at www.marnie.com. That's www.marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie. Welcome to Marnie's Friends. You're visiting with us today with our guests, Linda Gilden and Linda Goldfarm, the co-authors of a new book called Linked, Maximizing Life Connections, One Link at a Time. Ladies, let's go ahead and talk about the strategies that we can use to maintain our character's personality from start to finish. And in this one, we're talking about writing, uh, writing a, a story and how to how to actually make sure that we're not crossing, uh, not creating this person into something they aren't along the way. Who wants to take that one? This is Linda Gilden, and I will take that one, Marnie, because I think it's such a fun one. Um, When you are writing fiction, obviously you're creating characters all the time, and you're creating characters that you want your readers to love. And granted, probably most of your readers have not studied personalities in depth. However, they know enough about human behavior to know that once a character begins acting in a certain personality, a certain personality, they pretty much need to stay there throughout the book. For instance, if you have a character in a novel who has lost their job, say um, they've been at this job maybe for five years, they thought this was their forever job, and all of a sudden the boss comes in and he lets them go. Well, of course, they're devastated. But the four personalities would look at that event in a totally different way. Once they were over kind of the shock of it, then your mobilizer would sit down and start just thinking about, okay, what can I do? Then there are other jobs like this out in the world. Who could I contact? Where should I go? Should I change my city? Uh, Should I stay where I am? And just make a list of perspectives. Uh, prospective employers that they could talk to about a new job. They would not let any grass grow under their feet concerning that. They would immediately go to work for that. Your socializer would probably uh, go out and find some friends to feel sorry with them. So the way that these two have looked at it is totally different. Your stabilizer would probably need a nap before he or she had to think about this, and your organizer would need to go home and process it before they even told anybody about it. It would be almost like this secret that they don't want to share with anybody until they've got a handle on it themselves. But if your character was one who was an organizer who would normally go home and yet the organizer lost their job and all of a sudden they're collecting all these friends to go out to dinner with, right? so out of character that you're almost <laughs> going to go, wait a minute. And the easiest right. way to do this, it's not hard, is make yourself a chart of your characters. Mm-hmm. You want to know what they look like and all of those kind of physical characteristics, but make a chart that includes their personality, maybe their strongest characteristics. Are they a blend of one or the other? You know, what, what things do they really like to do? All these things so you can keep them straight and so you can provide your reader with the strongest character possible in your novel. I love that. I love that. And I think it, it, it is a mistake that it is a mistake that we all would make just creating a character from our thoughts. We would just cross over cross over the personality lines all the time with that. So what about um what about engaging your audience's personalities from we talked a little bit about it from the stage, but from the stage to the resource table and again, I think one of my, you know, one of the things that I think makes it hard is that you've got all the personalities out there. So how do you, you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? This is Linda Goldfarb here. Knowing that the different, how the different personalities, um, how to hold their attention. I did mention the jewelry, but that's, that's just a personal preference. There's other ways. Have props. Utilize props that will engage uh, your different personalities will go, oh, that's very interesting to me. Oh, I never thought of that before. 
Props can be fun. So if they're fun, you're going to engage very quickly with the socializers that are out there. I've done things where I have handed out to audience members because I'll find out very quickly who's a socializer. I'll go, okay, one part today, I've got these little hand plastic hand clappers that clap together. So I need someone who's going to be willing to do this. The hands go up immediately, no test needed. I know who my socializers are. Right. I, will, I will say to somebody, um, okay, so I need, I need to get someone to um, uh, keep count of something in particular or maybe, you know, just I, I will verbally engage so that each part of the audience participates. And um, even bringing, like if it's in a Christian venue, asking for your prayer warriors, who are the prayer? There now, those you're going to find those, and they're going to come up. And majority of the time, I'm not. I don't want to say that socializers aren't prayer warriors, but it can be not as active as they want to be. They may want to be something else. They may, may want to be the greeter. So, but from a stage, I can engage if I have prayer warriors who come up. And so, the other thing that I do is looking at the resource table, making sure that I have something on the resource table for everyone. If, if you are a speaker and maybe you don't have your own book, it doesn't mean that you're not to have a book on your resource table. There are a lot of speakers and publishing houses that will sell books on your topic by another author at a discounted price and you can carry that. That's going to be for the one who wants more information. And the organizers, they're going to, they love to read. They want to be able to have that. And also for the socializers. Maybe, you know, for the socializers, too, they love to gift. So have little gift items that are there. Um, just be aware of what can you put on your table that everyone will want something of, that it will meet the need for every person that's out there not just you just have a book, you're going to miss some opportunities to connect with those that are out in in the audience. I DVDs, I have requests for those a lot because they want to continue to see you as your, you know, I saw you here, I want someone else to experience you. Right, and and also I always tell speakers too, you know, you can't, when you're sharing, even if you're at a full weekend conference and you've got four sessions with people, you still haven't told them everything that you have to share with them. You still have quite a lot of Absolutely. Uh, wisdom and insight on your topic of ex- expertise. And for them to take it home, besides they cannot retain everything you've said, you know, there's just no way. Absolutely. So for them to want to take you home, it's just a natural, uh, if you've done a good job presenting, they're going to want to take you home. Uh, at least, at least a lot of them will try to want to take you home. So, if you have something available to them, it is a wonderful way to uh, to allow them to do that, to continue the relationship with you, and like you said, even to share that with um, friends. So, we have a few more minutes here, and I want to I want to spend time going through the four scriptures that will increase the reach of your message. So, what is the first one? Well, I this is Linda Goldfarb. When I look at the scripture references, it's knowing that as a mobilizer, there are particular scripture references that really speak to me. And knowing that God specifically has scripture in there because he knows the need of my nature. To me, that empowers me. That helps me to reinforce who I am, why he's chosen me to speak, why he's chosen me to write, how I'm equipped. So one of the scripture references for my personality, for the mobilizer, you'll find it in uh, like 1 Corinthians 15.10. For me to really get myself, I can read this one, and it reads, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So this is when my personality, I, I, 
I see myself, I work harder. I'm, I am that worker. I am that one. But it also takes me straight home. Whose power am I working in? Because Marnie, as a mobilizer, this can be one of the most difficult or challenging personalities to submit to God because we like to do it ourselves. If I'm going to do it, I, forget it. I'm just going to do it myself. And so to know yeah. who my power source is, is important. Well, right. And to find a verse like that, that just speaks directly to it is so cool too. So do you want to give us the one for the socializer then too, Linda? Absolutely. Socializer, Psalm 211. Good people rejoice and be happy in the Lord. Sing all you whose heart is right. So socializer loves to sing, loves to rejoice. Happiness is what they want to do. And they're like, see, God wants me to be happy. God wants me to rejoice. And this is one of the perfect, you know, the, the, the nice ones, you know, David dancing in the street. That's right. another one as well. And also that Jesus turned, you know, water into wine. We can always have a party. So, but this is, this is one that can speak to the bent of that socializer that it's okay to have fun and to rejoice this is how I, this is what I was created for. I love that. And and I always say, you know, I, when God strung together your three billion base pair of DNA, he did it in a particular way. He's not at all surprised that you love a party or that you're really the get it done girl. You know, I mean, these are things that God knows about you already. He built that yes. into you. And for, for us to uh, really stand in it and really own it and be excited about it and say, yeah, and not only Absolutely. am I this way, but God wants to use this. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Linda Gilden, uh, do you want to take us away with the stabilizer verse? (laughs) I would love to do that. And, you know, there are a lot of verses in the Bible about peace, but I think that um, as a stabilizer, I think John 14, 27 is just such a calming and peaceful verse for us. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I don't Mm. think that as uh, most stabilizers are fearful, but they are peaceful above all else. And I think things Mm. can upset us when we are not in the midst of calm, when things are are Mm. out of kilter or in conflict. And so we need to cling to that peace. And know that it's really not up to us anyway. We've got Jesus' peace. And so we've got it. We won't lose it. We don't need to worry about anything else. And that is not as easily easily done as it is said. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's definitely something that we want to strive for. And um, to live in the peaceful side of the world that we do. I think Mm -hmm. for your organizers, one of the verses that speaks to, I would think, all organizers would be Matthew 5, 48. Be perfect, therefore, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. Now, I realized that I just (laughs) said earlier that my perfectionist was a problem and that there was no way I could be perfect. That is still true. However, Mm -hmm. I think this verse is saying to me, do the best that you can. Be the best you that you can be and strive to be like your Heavenly Father as much as you can. That doesn't mean I'll necessarily ever accomplish that, but I think there'll be a lot accomplished as a writer and a speaker and as an individual by me making that effort. So I think it's not really telling me to be perfect. It's telling me to strive for that and to be as perfect as I can be and to learn all I can about writing and speaking so I can do a really good job at it and be yeah. pleased and know that my Heavenly Father is pleased. Hmm, I love that. So, Linda Gilden, what is, uh, like, if you could pick just one verse that, that kind of sums up you or is maybe just a, a favorite for you to camp on or maybe a life verse, what would that one be for you? Oh, that's, you know, there's just, several that really speak to me, but I think as a writer, probably the one that I just think back on the most is 2 Corinthians 3.3, 3, your letter from Christ. 
after the show and help me out. I am curious who we're missing. So, for example, do you know of any speaker 
who is missing from womenspeakers.com? Do you know of a guest expert who you'd love to hear me interview on Marnie's Friends? Or maybe you know of a major Christian women's event group that is not yet represented over at womensevents.info. Would you just take a moment after the show, swing over to Marnie.com and use the support link at the bottom of any page to recommend her to us. That would be awesome. I thank you for partnering with me in ministry, and God bless your day.